What's up, everybody? Peplin here, and welcome to episode 1037 of Ask Pat 2.0. If you haven't heard this show before, I actually do a live coaching call with an entrepreneur who needs some help, and you are there and listening in like a fly on a wall on this conversation. And my goal is to help this person break through some of the struggles that they may be having. And today we're speaking with Michelle, who owns a counseling practice, both online and offline. And she's just not sure if she's headed in the right direction. So we dig into that. We have some amazing outcomes and breakthroughs here uh, and some very clear call to actions for her to help her grow her business. So make sure you stay tuned. All right. Now let's get to today's coaching session with Michelle. Here she is. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me on AskPat 2.0 today. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and uh, what it is that you do? Sure. So my name is Michelle Nyong'o, and I am a mother of three. I live in Canada, and I own my own counseling business, which is currently a combination of in-person counseling and um, online counseling. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've just started up. I mean, I've I kind of came up with the idea about just over a year ago, but I opened an actual like brick and mortar counseling uh, spot in April of 2018. Very cool. That's awesome. Congrats on that, by the way. Um, Thanks. Tell me about your practice. Like, who do you counsel and, and, and why counseling? Why, why did you get into this? For sure. So I'm going to try and keep this super brief because sure. <laughs> it's kind of a long story. Sure, but sure. basically what happened was um, it came out of, uh, a period of tragedy, actually. So on my 31st birthday in uh, 2012, um, my fourth child passed away. And I had a master's, or sorry, I had a uh, degree in counseling at that point. And it just kind of came out of this like uh, desire to want to help people who are going through a similar situation to myself, but also kind of just to go through a process of healing um, and seeking out counseling on my own that I decided later that year to uh, open my own counts or to let that I wanted to open my own counseling practice. So I went back to school in September of 2012 and I got a master's in counseling and then went through a three year period of doing that and working for other people and just not, not really being able to help the people that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I ended up circling back around and, and have gone into grief counseling myself. And, and that's when I opened my own practice. Yeah, well, good for you. I mean, you're going to be helping out so many people as a result of this. And mm -hmm. um, you, more than anybody, would know how or, or the experiences that people might be going through. So uh, the, just want to commend you for doing this for those reasons. And I think that uh, this is really important. So I want to help you out as best as I can. So I'd love to know, like related to all this, kind of what's on your mind right now? What can I help you with? Well, really, Pat, my basic question is that you know, I have so many ideas and have so many um, things that I want to do to to help others. Um, and you know what, I'm a, I'm a good counselor, but the business portion of it was never a module in my, you know, master's program. So going into business has been a, you know, a challenge. Um, I, I'm loving it because I love to learn. But basically, my question is, you know, are there any questions that we can ask ourselves or are there any clues out there that new business owners could ask themselves or kind of go through to 
figure out whether they're barking up the wrong tree or not. And what I mean by that is, are there some ways for us to know if we need to do something different, if we need to pivot our ideas or whether we should just keep persevering, keeping in mind that not everyone has the resources financially to be like an Edison and try a thousand, you know, thousands of times at the same idea. Right. I mean, there's a lot of ins and outs of this, right? I mean, it's not just the financial aspect and what's possible with that, but it's even just like your own superpowers and what you want to do versus what needs to be done. And does there there need to be some kind of support there too or other people on board to kind of help with that aspect so you can focus on what you need to focus on. And as a beginning entrepreneur, it can be very difficult because we kind of wear all the hats at, at the start. So we, even though our creating a business for the thing we are passionate about and the thing that we love. We're also doing things that we aren't necessarily super passionate about, like the accounting and like all these other things that I personally don't really like to do, which is why I found other people to do them for me, or at least have gotten some great advice from others for those things. So, you know, I think really important, you know, I I think you're doing the right thing. Number one, by talking about this with others, not just with me, Mm -hmm. But likely other people, and if you haven't yet, I would I would go to other people where you know there are other uh, entrepreneurs, and you can kind of relate to each other and share things with each other and and share resources with each other. I think that's going to be the most important sort of asset for you is the connections that you make with others who are building their own businesses too. So whether that's online or offline or in communities somewhere or you know groups online, it doesn't really matter. When you find other people who are going through similar things, you can often grow together because you're sharing a lot of things as you're learning and growing at the same time, which is great. And and so this is why I'm really encouraged that you're here because you're proactively searching for the answers, which is which mm-hmm. is the first step. Many people don't even get to that point. They just are struggling and they, they just give up or they just keep doing the same thing and they know that by doing the same thing, well, you know that by doing the same thing, you're going to get likely the same results. Like something has to be <laughs> sure. added on and changed, which is, which is why you're here. And again, I'm very encouraged by that. So number one, I would, I would ask yourself like, okay, like at the core, like what is it that you really truly want to be doing and what do you absolutely hate and, and, and would never ever want to do? Um, there's an exercise in a book called Virtual Freedom, which is by my friend Chris Ducker, which is really handy. And this is not only mm-hmm. a great exercise for understanding what you like and what you shouldn't do, but also like when you start to hire people, what they can potentially do for you. And I know that in the beginning, hiring is a little scary and it might sound weird, especially if you are struggling financially, but mm-hmm. you, you also have to realize that like by having other people support you, you are then able to make those financial goals because you're now able to deliver on what you want to deliver. So I'm kind of just talking high level right now, but to get more mm-hmm. specific, uh, especially with you, Michelle, like I would, I would be very curious to, to hear your answer to um, this question, which is what do you feel like your superpowers are? Like in addition to the counseling, which you said you're really good at, which I believe you, um, mm-hmm. In addition to that, like in the business realm of things, what would you say you're also uh, very good at? Oh, well, I think that just extension of my of my counseling skills is that I have a high level of empathy and compassion and desire to help other people. So I think that I'm really good at meeting the needs of, of others, um, whether mm-hmm. that's through counseling or whether that's just in my business, but, you know, hearing what people are saying and then doing my best to give them what it is that they need. Um, so I would say that that's probably um, a high uh, a high skill. And the other thing is, is uh, I'm a little bit unusual because I love to do video. So I oh, love, that's great. Uh, yeah, like I love video. I I started, I, I did my own podcast. I did a uh, just a 25 episode standalone podcast. Um, and so I, I I'm not afraid of technology. I'm not afraid of trying new things. 
that's a huge superpower because a lot of people who likely want to serve the same audience don't have that or don't want to do that or they're too shy. So I would definitely lean, in, lean into that part for you when you build your business and you're creating content, like utilize those superpowers. Like I would avoid, I would do less of the blogging and more of the video and like, just have your, mm. you know, you, 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 like your natural passion for doing that just, just come out. So go with the flow is kind of what I'm saying with, with those kinds of things. But then when it comes down to, um, and by the way, the empathy that you have for your audience is going to be another huge differentiator. This is a big struggle that a lot of entrepreneurs that I coach have, and that's they, they can't put themselves in the shoes of their customers or their clients. And it's a big yeah. struggle to convince a customer or a would-be customer to want to work with somebody because the, there's no trust and like you're not speaking their language and there's no understanding. And when they can't understand that you understand, then there's going to be no relationship there. So that that's that's mm-hmm. huge as well. So even combining the two, the videos and and, and the multimedia with that compassion and that empathy is going to take you so far. But when it comes mm-hmm. to like the business stuff, a lot of times we struggle with because we, ha- we have these big goals and these big numbers that we want to re- reach. But it often starts with one. And this is this is the practice I usually offer for people is like if you're trying to get clients and I don't know how far you are into your business right now. But for example, if you have an online course that you want to sell, you know, it's a big deal to package all that together then try to find a load of people to sell it and you're kind of considering well i you know if i make 100 sales a month like then that would be good but then it always starts with one you need to find that one person who can really become that first customer and oftentimes that happens even before the sale starts so i don't know if you've read my book will it fly and if you haven't i'd be happy to send you a free copy michelle but Mm -hmm. it, it will kind of break down this really intimidating process of building a business into a lot of iterative steps that then one unlocks the next, meaning you have conversations with people and to see if you can understand what their problems are. And if you can do that, which you've already done, then you can move on to the next step, which would be to create, for example, if you wanted to do an online course and you saw that that would be helpful for them, you create the outline of that. And then you go back to those people and you might say, okay, well, this is what I'm thinking of creating. Would this be a curriculum that would help you or serve you? And if they have some good feedback, great, you can apply it now versus after the whole thing has been built and you've spent all this money, time, and effort. You're actually building it as you go along versus building it and then kind of shouting at the rooftops. So that's that's a good way to sort of test things so that you know that you're headed in the right direction, which I know is kind of the essence of your question. Just how do we know mm-hmm. if what we're doing is, is, is going to pan out? Um, I also think a part of that is in the clients that you have now and in the, in the work that you are doing are they being served and are they actually getting value and, and, and what might they say to others who would then offer you as a resource to understanding if those are the right, those are in the right place will mm-hmm. with, with time give you the right uh, referrals. Well, we'll, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's businesses is can you serve and, and solve those people's problems? If you've got that, that part down, right. Then everything else is just okay. Well, what's what's the one marketing channel that I need to really get that word out there? And I think where a lot of people, uh, myself included, and likely you too, Michelle, is that we have, like you said, all these ideas that we mm-hmm. try all of them. I don't know if you if you try all of them at the same time. I but, do. <laughs> but, but see, that's the that's the issue that I have too. It's like I part of it's just because I get really excited with the experimentation. Like, what if this is the one? What if this is the one? But it's hard because it's it's not a let's throw the spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks if you do that then it's it's that's not the right comparison that's not that's not the right analogy the analogy is you are one person with only so much energy to give that when you spread it across all these different things none of them are going to have a chance to actually even give you a 
a, a, a worthy like well this this works or it doesn't like they're not going to work because you haven't given it that full focus yet so mm-hmm. part of this call might be having us understand like okay out of all these ideas which one should we attempt to focus on and how can we put more energy into that knowing that and this is this is partly my problem and i apologize i've been talking uh, most of the oh, time here okay. but you know my issue is like well i want to try them all because you know i don't like like i don't want those opportunities to go away or i don't want to miss out like fear of missing out is a big thing for me too but totally I always know that I can go back to them if I need to, but I will not give myself a chance to succeed if I don't focus on one and and, and just, just give that a chance. So to bring it back mm-hmm. to you, Michelle, out of all these ideas you have to grow your business and, and expand the brand and, and, and do more of what you want to do, what would you say are your top three? I'm not going to force you to pick one now. We'll maybe get to that by the end, but what are mm-hmm. some of the bigger ideas that you have? And then maybe we can unpack those and see which one we can start out with and, and really focus on. Sure. So uh, just to mention, I actually have read your book. Uh, Will it fly? Oh, okay, I have cool. my little. I, I have my little airplane in my office. Oh, good. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm hearing you say is just that I, you know, kind of just narrowing it down and, and really focusing on a few things. And you know, I've heard this kind of concept before. Um, actually, Amy Porterfield one time in her podcast was just talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, how you know you have to close the loops. You know, you have to kind of finish one loop, not just leave everything open. And and I think that that's kind of what I've been doing in the past is that I've started a lot of things that not kind of come to completion on, on those things. Mm -hmm. Um, so to answer your question, I think the top three for me would be, um, definitely I have a online course that's starting. Um, I've kind of have a mini course, a free minute course that's up and available. And so I think that just, uh, you know, creating a paid coursework mm-hmm. would definitely be uh, one of those things so I can that, reach more people. That plays into your video and, and all that stuff you love to do anyway, which mm-hmm. is great. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And I have a book that's about um, 75% done. And, and I think that I think on a personal level, I want to complete that only to say that I did. Mm-hmm. And, and also just for my own kind of healing journey, journey, I think that that's also really important. That's something that I get completed and then third um, is, I, like, as I mentioned before, I had a 25-episode podcast that was to- told in, um, you know, as a story. But I'd like to create another one where it's more interview style in regards to grief and loss as a whole, just to open up the narrative on that topic because it's something we have a tendency to kind of sweep under the rug. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd say that those are probably three that are top of mind for me right now. I like those three. What's really interesting about those three is they all play together mm-hmm. very nicely. The online course can be mentioned and sold through the book. The podcast can mention the book and the online course, and, and they all kind of play together, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You could feature, for example, students of your online course on your podcast to right. share how they found success through your course, which then promotes your course. I mean, it's just – it's all great. So now the question is like, do we do them all at the same time or do we do one at a time? <laughs> and I think you know the answer to that one. Mm-hmm. If you were to choose, if I had to have you for the next, for example, month, just focus on one of these things, which one would you be most excited about? The online course. The online course. And what mm-hmm. might the first steps be? So online course. Okay, let's let's narrow focus on that. But even that in and of itself is like a giant thing, right? Yeah. So in that world of the online course – 
what might the first steps be that now, okay, for the first month, we're going to focus on that. Well, what might the first week be focused on? I think it's just really getting clarity about uh, which of the things that people could get quick wins on uh, right away Ooh, and, like and helping, you know, helping them uh, with that to start. And then so further to my, my desire to, to do all these things is that, you know, I have an online kind of, what's the word that, um, so I'm on teachable and they, they use this word. Oh, flag. Is it a flagship or a, oh, right, yeah. uh, so, so I have like this super big idea, but really more narrowing it down so that people can take it in bite-sized pieces as opposed to having to decide to do something over a really long period of time. So I think just getting clarity on what are some of the smaller things that they could do at the very beginning um, instead of having to enter like a flagship type of course. I like that. So let that, that'll be the focus for the, like the first week. We're kind of just making up the timeline as we go along here, which is really cool. So what might the first steps be to collect that information or, or to figure that out? Well, I'm, I'm a part of quite a few online forums and, and Facebook groups. So I mm-hmm. think going in there and just, you know, maybe asking people like what, you know, if you could take a course today to really like get the help that you need, what would be some things that you'd want to learn? I like that. See how, how much simpler this is now, like by, For sure. by breaking it up. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. an exercise that we can continually do across all three of these ideas and all the other ideas that you want to do in the future and it just it just it it just starts to make it more achievable in that mm-hmm. way. So I would highly recommend that. And you seem to not everybody works in that way, but you but you've kind of led me there. And I think that you may have not even known that that's the way to do it. So take these bigger goals and consider mm-hmm. okay how much time you want to spend on them, and then break it down into and from months to weeks, and then weeks to days, and then it just becomes a lot easier to to then kind of progress through that. And what I would recommend, though, with your conversations in these groups is to, to not even mention a course. Um, okay. Because sometimes when people see that, they go, well, I wouldn't want to take a course because they have these preconceived sort of experiences in the past that make them feel negative about just courses in general. But when you ask them about the, the, the core of what they need help with, without mm-hmm. like then you get the true non-biased, non-course-related answer, which would then give you more insight to what would be included in the course because sometimes people they they don't necessarily know what they need they just tell us what what they want and okay thanks uh, for that yeah yeah and I, I think that that would just just frame it a little bit better and, and one thing that you could do actually is similar to what I talk about and will it fly is as as you gauge the interest of you know the these groups which I mean uh, there's a lot of examples of people who have built businesses just purely on the conversations they've had in these groups so I think you know, I'm, I'm in love with the fact that you, you, you're going to start there too. Um, you can then take that conversation that's more public in like a, in, in a status update or a message with a bunch of comments. You can take some of those individuals and start speaking to them individually through a message, uh, a, dir- okay. a direct message. And that's how you can begin to understand more if they might be actually perfectly suited to be a part of your beta program or something. And you know this from mm-hmm. Amy as well. And she does the same thing, you know, pre-launching and getting people to essentially – um, say yes, I want that, and if you create it, I'll, I'll 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 get into it. And even having them buy it beforehand, as you create it with them, so that it becomes something that they almost create for you as you go along with them, and it kind of just creates itself. Um, right. So I really like it. Like again, part of part of my strategy is to to break these bigger ideas down into smaller bite sized chunks, and 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 that's kind of seemingly what we're what we've done here, which is which is really great. Um, I'm excited about this book too. The fact that you've 
nearly completed it is, is mm-hmm. really fun. And one thing that motivates me, and again, everybody's different. So I'm just, I'm just sharing this as something that could be uh, motivation, motivating for you, but you'd have to, to see if this would work for you too. But the book and the fact that it's so close to me is, is very motivating. It's like, I, I want to work on that so bad because it's so close. And uh, again, you said it was very personal too. And so mm-hmm. perhaps you can use the book and the completion of the book as a reward for when the online course stuff is is going. So this is kind of like a reward-based uh, hack, I guess you can call it, to motivate you to do the things you need to do now, which you, you want to do and, and will do anyway, but that then unlocks the ability for you and the permission to then go and work on the next thing versus let's work on all of them at the same time. You kind of use one okay. to, to unlock the next one, if that makes sense. Yes, I, I get what you mean. Yes. How does that, like, would that work for you, do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely, because I, I love positive reinforcement. Okay. I mean, as a counselor, I think that that's the best motivating tool there is out there. So absolutely. I love that. And then you can unlock the podcast, if you will, when the book is done, for example, or at least the first draft is done, and you start to see some success stories come out of this, the online course that you have and the communities that you're building. They're, mm-hmm. they're the people that you're going to interview, and likely you're going to know a lot of people in your industry that you're going to have as well and that becomes sort of like you know experience level three if you want to use a video game analogy to it um, <laughs> that you can only get to if you unlock experience level two right there's right well you know pat something you said at the very beginning is just kind of like rolling around in my brain right yeah, now and, that? I, and that is that you know you're talking about talking to people who are going through a similar thing and i think that i've kind of just something that came to me is that I've been going to other counselors um, in, you know, that I know and that are in this kind of the same, you know, spot as I am as a counselor. Mm-hmm. And, and they are so fearful of the online space. And as a result have been, uh, let's say not super encouraging or supportive in my ideas about going online and making a course, I, I think based out of their own fear. Yep. And so I've been going to them. And when, it, when I actually think that now that you've mentioned it, I should be going potentially to people who are doing online business, regardless of whether they're a counselor or not because their struggles are more similar to mine than maybe a counselor's would be, if you know what I mean. Exactly. I mean, you've, you nailed, you nailed it. Um, and I, I love how you've uh, figured out like why they're saying that to you. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with you. It has everything to do with their own fear. Mm-hmm. And likely they don't have the skills that you have either that you would bring to the space too. So maybe they feel mm-hmm. even a little bit like you're, you might be competing with them in some way. I don't, I don't know. But um, Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and I think the other thing is too is that you know, I think sometimes we take on other people's fears, right? When we, we hear other people being fearful of things, we're thinking that's maybe where my questioning has come from is like, am I going down the right road? Is this something that I'm capable of doing instead of going to people who are already trying it and, and talking about it with them? So maybe I need to surround myself with more online business uh, folks as yeah. opposed to, you know, counselors and and you you are involved in the spi community you're involved in amy porterfield's community i mean those are great places to start to find Mm -hmm. like-minded people and already you can tell by just having a 20-minute conversation you've been able to discover all this stuff about yourself and for sure and so i i would highly recommend that for sure i mean you you figured it out i didn't do it and Mm -hmm. um that's great i think that's that's a huge takeaway for sure oh that's what i love about coaching and counseling in general right is talking to i mean 
talking out loud is so important in solving our our problems. Totally. Right? Finding finding solutions is just sometimes just having somebody reflect your ideas back to you is extremely important. So I, I'm so appreciative of you taking the time to speak to me today because I feel like I have so many notes and I'm really excited. Oh, I'm so excited for for you, Michelle. If you were to sum up like the um, besides the knowing now that you're going to connect with other um, business owners versus other counselors to help you on this journey. What might be the other big takeaway for you before we finish up? I would say that I'm really going to dive deeper into one thing at a time and, and just, uh, you know, go headstrong into the, into the online course and, and work there and close that gap, make it so that, you know, it's done and it's move that off my plate before I try anything else and then see where that goes and, and really determine, you know, if it was, if it's not successful, then just saying, okay, what could I do better? Was there any mistakes that I made? You know, reflecting on that before I try to move, you know, to something else. And if it is successful, then just kind of, um, you know, improving upon it and, and pushing it forward and then giving myself the permission to then do something, you know, as a second project. Yeah. Well said. I mean, the fact that you had said, well, if this is successful, then this, if not, then this, I mean, mm-hmm. Just creating it doesn't mean it's going to be successful, but hopefully you do the things to validate it up front. But what will be successful, win or fail, is the fact that you knew you at least gave this thing the thing the, the, the time and energy it needed to tell you whether or not this was the right thing for you, which then, sure. like you said, closes the loops that Amy was talking about. And that's such a huge thing because now there's less uh, worry about it anymore. Even if it failed, well, at least you know that it, it's done and you can move on to the next thing with clarity. Yeah, and you know. Yeah. And one of the podcasts that I listened to, um, I think you had Dr. Irvin on your past. I'm not sure if I'm saying her name correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but it's similar there too, right. About how not taking the failures on as personal failures or taking them on as like, you know, that temporary defeat, not being a, you know, permanent failure type thing. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You're spot on. Yeah. Michelle, so proud of you. And and I'm I'm excited for uh, what's to come. Just, I hope you keep us updated. I will. I'm so excited. Thanks for everything that you do. You've been a huge mentor to me from afar. So I'm so ecstatic that I was able to talk to you uh, for this uh, episode. I really appreciate everything that you do. Me too. Thank you, Michelle. And if anybody wanted to check out kind of what you had going on online, is there a place that we could go to to see more? Yeah, for sure. I'm on basically all the social media platforms under Stride Wellness. And I'm, I have my website as stridewellness.org stridewellness.org. Cool. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a great one. Take care. All right. I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on and being vulnerable and also giving us a lot of inspiration along the way too. And thank you again for what you're doing to help others. It's just amazing. And we wish you all the best of success. Now, for those of you listening to this, if you want to be coached just like Michelle did, you can potentially get a chance to do that by going to askpat.com and filling out the application there. Let me know a little bit about yourself, your business, where you're at, and I go in uh, once a month and you know uh, send an email to a batch of new people who I want to get on the call. And it's not possible to get to everybody, but it never you'll, you'll never have a chance unless you apply. So make sure you go to askpat.com. You can apply there. You can also listen to the other episodes that have been recorded in the past. And finally, Uh, If you haven't yet done so, please leave a review for Ask Pat on iTunes. It would be extremely helpful for you to do that to help others realize that this is an honest and real show that can help real entrepreneurs like you. And just a quick review, honest review would be amazingly helpful. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already because we've got a lot of the other amazing people coming on, entrepreneurs just like you who are struggling across all different facets of their business. And I'm here to help you and them, and we're in this together. Thank you, Team Flynn. I appreciate you, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.